Today's episode is dedicated in memory of Garrett Wilson. The Golden Mike Podcast is presented by SeaDeck Marine Products. SeaDeck features non-absorbent closed-cell PE EVA blended foam that delivers the perfect combination of comfort, safety, and style. For more information, check out www.seadek.com. That's S-E-A-D-E-K.com. Your boat deserves Seadek. And now, it's showtime. The official voice of Toad Water Sports for over a decade. His vocal tones have narrated the industry's biggest and most prestigious events in the world. With over 25 years of on-water experience, captivating charisma, and a command of his audience. Presented by Sea Deck Marine Products. It's the Golden Mike Podcast. With the noise of the North himself, oh, yeah. Dano the Mano. Hello, everybody, and thank you for tuning in to episode 114 of the Golden Mike Podcast. As always, I am the noise of the North Dan of the Mano, recording from my palatial boathouse studio just outside Orlando, Florida. Now, I know some of you had to deal with the gnarly sub-zero temps last week, but today you're in for luck because I'm bringing you your bi-monthly dose of audio sunshine. Today's episode is brought to you in part by Lead Wake. It's February, which means the majority of you are still sticking to your New Year's resolutions. I know I'm trying to. Keyword here is trying, of course. For those of you who vowed to shed the pounds and look as shredded as Ashley Kidd and Harley Clifford, it's time to get that weight back on. On your boat, that is. Lead Wake are the best ballast bags for Wake, and don't just take it from me. Riders and promoters all across the industry run the original and number one easily movable, moldable, and indestructible Lead Wake ballast. Except nothing but the best, and the best is Lead Wake. These bags help clean up any wake and can be stacked in even the tightest spaces. They're nine times denser than water, so just a few bags can replace those tedious, space-consuming water bags of the past. Oh, and the best part? Leadwake offers free shipping from anywhere inside the continental United States, and when you buy nine bags, you get the tenth bag free, and there's nothing better than free. Take it from me. Learn more right now at leadwake.com. From what I've seen on social media, it looks like the majority of the country turned into the movie Batman and Robin last week. The one, of course, with Arnold as Mr. Freeze. No? Well, back home in Chicago, people weren't even able to leave their house without getting frostbitten. Cars weren't starting, pipes were freezing, and schools were closing. It was insane, and I personally was more than happy to get away and catch a few rays down here in Orlando. I just outran the cold by about 12 hours, although we did get a little bit of rain down here in Florida. So, you know, let's just say that we all had to face Mother Nature in our own little way. I just hope that everybody around the U.S. was able to stay warm. And hey, I looked over at the forecast and I can already tell that we have better times ahead. 
and they're about to start right now. We have an awesome show in store for you today. Our guest is none other than the three-time, three-time, three-time WWA Wake Park World Champion, the two-time junior WWA Wakeboard World Champion, 2018 X Games Real Wake Gold Medal winner, and the freshly crowned Alliance Rider of the Year, Gunther Oka. I got a chance to catch up with Gunther upon arriving back in O-Town in late January. We recorded over at Gunther's current place of residence. Well, outside of his house, actually, in an RV. Actually, in Corey Tunison's RV. Because Gunther lives, of course, with Corey Tunison, along with Tyler Hyam and some of the other biggest names in Wake. Anyways, we talk about what winning Rider of the Year meant to him and what big things he's planning for 2019. Gunther and I are pretty good friends and we've announced together and traveled the world together, so I wasn't surprised when this interview literally just flew by. This is Gunther's second time on the podcast and I'm super excited for y'all to hear But before we get into that, there are a few breaking news items I wanted to get into. The news that shocked the Wake World last week is that five-time Wake Awards Best Female Rider, many-time Masters, National, and World Wakeboard Champion main event Megan Ethel has left Nautique Boats and she has joined the team over at Mastercraft. Megan will be the only female rider on the team currently riding alongside the likes of the phenom Harley Clifford, Steel Lafferty, and Rusty Malinowski, Bob Sovin, and of course, Aaron Rathie. With the addition of Megan, Mastercraft looks to regain some territory within their competition roots, no doubt. But not to be outdone, Nautique Boats made some waves of their own last week by signing 2018 Pro Wakeboard Tour champion and good friend of the show, Corey Tunison. Corey has been closely associated with Superboats for a long time now, but I guess all things must come to an end only to begin anew. Deep, very deep. With or without Corey, the Super Team is stacked, and with the success of the Supra's Pro Wake Tour over the last few years, I only see big moves for one of our industry's most recognized brands. We wish Corey all the best, and we're super excited to see what he accomplishes with Nautique. My guess, not much different than what we've seen from Corey in the past. Excellence and execution executed excellently. Before we get into it, I want to take this opportunity to remind you all to please continue to spread the word about this, the Golden Mike Podcast. There is no other podcast in the Toad Water Sports industry that has continued to deliver high-quality content for a half decade straight, going on a half dozen, but we can only get bigger and better and stronger, and that, of course, is with your help. Here's all I need from you. Be sure to subscribe to the Golden Mike Podcast on iTunes or the Apple Podcast app and tell everyone you know to do the same. And after you listen to the show, please take a minute and rate it five stars on iTunes. As of this moment, we're up to 109 five-star ratings and 72 written reviews, but all it takes is a couple of kind words from you folks, and we're talking quadruple digits. 
A five-star rating for the show is a five-star rating for the sport. Your rating helps increase the visibility of this podcast and in turn, the visibility of Toad Water Sports in general. So let's help grow the sport we all love together. And you already know if you take the time to write the review, I'll take the time to read it right here on the podcast. Wouldn't your life be better if I was narrating it? Well, this might be as close as you're ever going to get, my friends. Don't let the chance pass you by. And if that isn't motivation enough, I will even personally send the next three reviewers a free Golden Mike podcast beanie for your troubles. Believe me, you're going to love this golden thread on your head, baby. Oh, yeah. And that's a Dan Mano guarantee. Just shoot me an email and a screenshot of your review to goldenmike at noiseofthenorth.com once it posts, and you'll be able to skip the line at the Winter Hat Store completely this year. Speaking of this week, we have two brand new five-star reviews, and I can't wait to share them with you. Our first review comes from dsaben 6 who writes, Love listening to the podcast while traveling. Keeps the stoke and excitement of riding up all year round. Had the opportunity to meet Dano a couple of years ago back at a WWA event in Vegas. Awesome dude that made me and my family feel totally welcome and treated everyone like we were one big water sports family. Keep up the good work, Dano. It's appreciated. D Saban 6, thanks, brother. The water sports industry is an ever-growing family, and I'm so glad I got to meet yours. Your beanie is in the mail. Thank you, Mother Winter, for the delay. But Dustin, I appreciate you and hope to see you and the fam at the next Boulder Boats get-together. Our next five-star review comes from Salad Good, who writes... Thank you for keeping us updated with all the wakeboarding action and inspiring us to spread the sport. Dallas Good from Lancaster, Pennsylvania. Thank you, Dallas, for listening and keeping the sport alive and well. And guys, I hope all of you are doing your part to introduce more people to wake. All it takes is one trip out to the lake or even just sending someone a few YouTube clips or tagging them in a really cool wakeboard or water ski post and you might just create a fan for life. Now, I can't say that's how it happened to me, but it's 2019, folks. Anything is possible. Now, as a reminder, you can listen to always and share, please, the Golden Mike podcast with all of your friends. Available on SoundCloud, Google Podcasts, and a wide array of podcast listening apps on your Android devices as well as on my website, noiseofthenorth.com. You can also follow the Golden Mike podcast, like us on Facebook, follow me personally on Instagram at Dano T. Mano and on Twitter at the Golden underscore Mike to stay up to date on all the latest Golden Mike news. All right, podcast lovers, are you ready? After this quick break, we'll be right back with Gunther Oka 2 right here on the Golden Mike. 
Are you tired of having to scavenge all over for a phone charger? Is your GoPro or iPhone battery struggling to hold a charge only to die on you at the most crucial moment? I know all of mine are, and personally, I know there's nothing worse than having my podcast equipment stop working mid-conversation. It messes up the entire flow, and that, my friends, is why I use GoPuck wearable power designed for people who need to charge on the go. GoPuck makes wearable, compact, and durable power solutions for all your mobile devices. You can clip, strap, or mount the power wherever you need, giving you the ability to easily rapid charge your devices multiple times hands-free. It's both convenient and powerful. The best part, no more dead batteries. Visit GoPuck.com to learn more. Use coupon code MANO30 at checkout for 30% off. Again, that's GoPuck.com. Presented by Sea Deck Marine Products, it's the Golden Mike Podcast with the noise of the north, Dano the Mano. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, live from the TRV Studios, the Tunisans RV Studios right here in Orlando, Florida, it's Gunther Oka 2. What's up, Gunther? How's it going, Dano? Oh, man. I, happy New Year to you, brother. Absolutely. Happy Holidays. Happy New Year. That's right. It's all good, man. I am uh, ultra excited because some big, humongous news for you has just been uh, announced uh, over like the last week or so. Yeah, pretty um, much. I'm sure I've already talked about it in the introduction, but dude... R-O-T-Y, baby. <laughs> Roddy. That's it. Rider yes, of the Year, brother. Rider of the Year, man. It's crazy. And actually, it's like, you know, they always keep these things in the down low, but I knew about this maybe a month or so ago, um, but had to keep it under wraps and stuff until they decided to release it, you know, like on the web and then through the magazine as well. But yeah, like when, when the way that they surprised me was so rad, just took me out like they oh we're gonna do a day in the life with you just follow you around like whatever like okay cool we'll go to the gym we'll go ride like i'll plan out some stuff for you guys first thing in the morning rock up to the gym after like all my roommates just left the house randomly first thing in the morning didn't see any of them show up to the gym ready to go film this workout and all of a sudden everyone comes like running out through the front doors as soon as i rock up with like champagne and stuff saying oh you want at first i didn't even know what was going on i was like what are you guys doing here? Why are you spraying your champagne right now? Like, well, you I was here. I was watching the uh, the the recap on yeah. AllianceWake.com, dot yeah. com, and it's so funny. You're like, okay, at one point you're like, is this what I think it is? <laughs> like, what did you think it was? Well, you know, there really wasn't too, you know, there wasn't anything else left to do this year, right? Like, I I I knew that they always kind of like announced Friday of the Year in a pretty cool fashion, but at this point, I was so convinced that they were just like following me around for the day in the life that I was like. Everything was going through my head, I'm like, oh, what, like, what could this be? And I only really knew of one thing, but then they had to. T- I, I couldn't guess that they had, they had to tell me, so I, so I knew it was real. Yeah, right. Uh, <laughs> you don't want to be. Uh, I don't. I don't even know what the word I'm looking for, but it's like, it's like, am I right of the year? <laughs> yeah, like, that's a weird. They're thing like, to say. no, <laughs> we're just celebrating a great season. <laughs> Man, what and what a great season it was. Okay, so sure. well, here's the deal. I, I, I went back and I looked, and I think it was um two years ago. That you and I had recorded the podcast. Probably about yeah, I'd say it's probably been about two years. Two, since then. two winters okay. ago, I flew back from Chicago and and came up here to or down here to record with you, and 
you had just done, in my opinion, at that point, something that was almost untouchable. As a junior, you'd won some major, major events. If I can remember correctly, I mean, you'd won junior world championships uh, and, and just a handful of other really important boat events as yep. a junior wakeboarder. Uh, then you also went on to win um, traditional or features, one or the other, at nationals that summer. Then you went on to win uh, traditional and features at Wake Park Worlds. Then you went on to win overall WWA uh, Wake Park World Series in both traditional and features. Uh, and that's just on the WWA side of things. That Correct. wasn't even uh, outside of WWA. You were 17 at the time. You were, yeah, because, yes, I was 17 in 2016. For okay, sure. so so here we go. You you crush all that. You're a kid. In my mind, it's like, wow, Gunther, you just had a great year. And then all of a sudden, 2017 comes around, and it's another unbelievable year. You've got some unreal pressure on your shoulders. You go out, you win Junior Masters that yep, year. Yep. You go out, you win uh, Worlds uh, behind the boat. You go out, you do it. Uh, in, in the junior men's division, mm-hmm. yep, yep, yep. and then you go out and you become the two-time uh, <laughs> world wake park champion. Correct. Again, yeah, yeah. overall and in the uh, uh, features and traditional. Yep, that's correct. I mean, sure. it's just unbelievable. Then coming into 2018, just the, it's the, like building. It's just like keeps building and well, building. To, and to add on to it all. You're going pro. Yeah, for sure. That step up to pro behind the boat in 2018 was quite a leap for sure. But I think I really surprised myself at, you know, the way I was able to handle it and, like, make almost every final at the events that I competed in and then even, like, get a top three finish at nationals was, like, crazy. It was above and beyond. Well, so coming into, like, pro men wakeboarding, you know, you look at all the guys and you see all the double flips that are going down and... I'm, I'm sure you're capable of it. I don't know if I've seen you do too many of them. Yeah, that's a, it's a, that's a trick that's definitely, you know, evaded me for quite a while now. So maybe I'm going to try to put in some time this, this winter and see if I can put one down for the 2019 season. But I went throughout all of the 2018 season without having one. So with that being said, like, how how do you, number one, put together a run that you feel is going to... Um, compare or compete against the likes of guys who are throwing multiple double flips in their run, um, number one. And number two, as a rookie going into the pro boat season, which is arguably, you know, I'm not going to say cable is any easier right now than boat is. I mean, on both sides, you got top dogs who could take it any day of the week. But, I mean, no offense, Gunther, but you come into a boat event and you see the names of Corey Tunison and Harley Clifford and, um, you know, Tony Iacone and Nick Rappa, and people are going to look at you and be like, man, this guy's an unbelievable rider, and yeah, as a junior, he was winning these boat contests. Sure, sure, but yeah. You come and you, you you make noise, and not only make noise, but you, uh, Moomba Masters, your first pro men's... Mm-hmm. Um, debut, really, yeah. Your debut in Australia last year. I watched your run, you were like first off the dock, and the tricks that you were putting down had to have put the pressure on everybody else. You know, I really think so, and it was... There was something that I, I've never really felt before, I feel like, when I entered, you know, like especially Moomba Masters, being at my first pro event, and, it, you know, because I was making such a big jump, or, you know, when you make that jump from juniors up to the pro men's, I think a lot of people, you know, they're they're riding their career strictly on, on their boat career at this point, so... You know, up until this point where I moved to the pro men's in the boat, I've I've done all this stuff on the cable. I've you know I've experienced like insane pressure, like competing at like a pro level. But when I found out that I made it to the finals at Moomba, 
it was like a bonus round. It was just like, okay, you've made it this far and surprise yourself. Just go all or nothing. Like, just put it all on the line because you have nothing else to lose at this point. You've already made finals. Like, you've already proved that you can kind of make it this far. And then with that mindset and, like, going and putting down the run I did, like, did, like, heel back nine. I, you know, it was, like, the run of my life at that point. And I was just like, okay, like, I can do this. And I think everyone else was like, oh, man, I think he might be able to do this. And, and yeah, I think, you know, I'd like to say I put on some pressure for sure just because I don't think people were really expecting that. And it felt insane. <laughs> well, it, it was awesome. I was I was getting goosebumps watching through the uh, through the webcast. And then, of course, like, throughout the season getting to watch you you ride and compete and stuff and and every time I watch you ride I know that we're going to see something that we're not going to see from any of the other riders and I was hoping that you could kind of like touch on that a little bit and talk a little bit about your tricks because you're doing and and I and I know that we've probably talked about it a little sure. bit before but like like the Pete Rose to the Switch Pete Rose and then in 2018 bringing in that Switch Pete 5 and uh just and and also like the the toe back tricks and mm-hmm. the, the heel back uh, spins and whatnot that you're doing, just the risk and and talk about how you feel those compared to like uh, the the double flips and some of like the the crazy tech that's going on out there. Yeah, you know I think uh, as I was riding through my junior years, I had a lot of time to like craft how I wanted to put together my boat runs. And then you know when you move into the pro division, you have to cut off two tricks. It becomes like a four pass, you know, four tricks down, four tricks back. So I kind of had to condense myself a little bit I couldn't have as many kind of like throwaways as I would in juniors but it also gave me a lot of time to focus on what I wanted to do and kind of like you mentioned about you know what I guess would separate myself is that you know as I've perfected these kind of you know maybe different tricks than your average field's doing like um you know I started doing yeah the Pete Roses and the Switch Pete Roses and kind of linking them up and then as I got better I was like okay I'll do Pete 5 into you know a Switch tail grab Pete Rose which would be like coming off the wake grabbing my board and then going into the full rotation of it so just I, I don't know I guess it just was tricks that I've done so much especially on the cable that worked so well and I was like okay I can do this on the boat and I know that nobody else is doing them on the boat and therefore I think that's really going to separate me so and, and I, you know I think I definitely fall in to having some of the same like tech tricks as like Corey and Mike and Nick and those guys um but then yeah I think you're absolutely right though just like you know the wrap heel back nine the wrap toe back seven um, it's just a different rotation that not everybody's doing. And it also, because I'm doing them wrapped, it allows me to put a grab on there, add some style, whereas everyone else is just, you know, they're able to put some grabs on the stuff, but like, you know, not to, no hate, Corey's doing toe tens, but grabbed heel back nine. It's like very similar tricks. What would score better? Completely up to the judges, but. It kind of comes know. down to at that point who lands the trick cleaner. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And like, it's been insane watching what all these boys have been doing this year, but I've been really happy with what I've been able to put together personally, and just, I think it has been a nice, kind of refreshing, like, unique flavor to some of the stuff. So what I want to do real fast here before we kind of move on is I want to go over uh, just a quick recap of your 2018, just to really solidify it here, because okay. it wasn't just boat events, because I, I hosted Wake Awards again this sure, year, sure. and you made what? two appearances on stage I did indeed yeah yeah that so was pretty cool so break down uh what you and this is what i think is so cool you're winning awards from wakeboarding mag you're winning awards from alliance you're winning awards from the wwa you're winning awards at other events that are not wwa affiliated you're i mean you're arguably at more stuff right now doing more things than anybody else you're so diverse and broad with what you're doing and 
quickly give me a recap, and then we'll talk a little bit about how you've been able to kind of sustain. Okay, yeah, sure. I guess I'll kind of try to break it down in a couple different categories. So it was like, you know, this whole year I tried to compete at the entire Wakeboard World Series hosted by the WWA, um, strictly the boat events. I ended up having to miss the Masters and the Tennessee Factory Pro hosted by Malibu. So I was able to compete at Moomba Masters, the Wake Open, U.S. Boat Nationals, and the World Championships behind the boat. I made finals at every single event and also a third-place finish at that Boat Nationals. Moving into the cable side of things for the Wake Park World Series, hosted again by the WWA, I took the number one spot at the Shark Wake Park Open, the Tomar Pro, first place at Cable Nationals in traditional, second place in features, and then the first place finish at both the Worlds for the for the traditional and the features for 2018. And then on top of that, we had the Munich MASH event in Germany, where I finished second, and then FIS in Montpellier, France, where I finished second, the X Games Real Wake, where I took my first X Games gold medal, and then the Wake Awards, like you had mentioned, for the Full Scope Award, which is kind of like that overall, the Wake Park and Rail Rider of the Year, and then pretty much the icing on the cake would be Alliance's 2018 Rider of the Year. So let's go back to that Wake Award, Wake Park Rider of the Year. Daniel Grant had held that from something like 2011 through, what, 2017? For quite a long time, like, he's been consistently he won it taking year that. Absolutely, year. yep. Um, yep. You know, I never looked at it like you and Daniel Grant were like... Um, uh, you, you know, like had some sort of, you know, I, I love wrestling so much, so I always like put it like feuds or whatever, or, or rivalries sure, or sure, whatnot, and I've, I've never ever like looked at it like you and Daniel Grant have any kind of, uh, you know, professional rivalries or anything like that, but I mean, for you to knock him off of that that spot, I mean, that's got to feel pretty good for you. Yeah, you know, it was, Daniel's been doing his thing for so long, and like, it's unreal the level that he's been able to hold for for such a long time but to kind of come in and you know be able to just kind of slide into a new position there and feel recognized for like what I thought I'd accomplished over the whole year and then even you know kind of backing up into 2017 like you know it was almost after surf expo when I won the world championships again so it was just kind of everything tying together and to like be able to get recognized for that just felt like you know everything I'd worked hard for it really paid off just then with the pressure of 2016 and 2017 and all of the accomplishments and awards um how are how are you able to keep you know level-headed and and stay on that straight line and um accomplish so much in in this last year yeah i don't i don't really know I mean, mentally yeah you know, sure sure because on you the travel the you know <laughs> i think i mean all of 2018 it was just kind of like you know i think you know so as well as well like through 2017, um, like when the Rider of the Year got announced, um, I just knew that, you know, I, I had my hopes maybe that I could have won it in 2017, but when I rec you know, when I saw that it just wasn't enough of what I had done in 2017, it kind of like sparked a fire that was like, okay, in 2018, like if I want to win this Rider of the Year award, like which was kind of a goal of mine, like what's it going to take? Like am I just going to have to do everything and like, just win everything and do as much as I can. I was like, well, 
guess we'll try. Arguably, so, I, arguably, you could have won it in 2017, in my opinion. Yeah, you I know, thought you would have. Sure, actually. sure. So, so I, but I really think though that like just that was almost like my end goal. So all the little goals that I chained off of that were just like, okay, let's let's make it undeniable. And so trying to go out and then just carry that drive. And I don't know, I was I had so much fun through the 2018 season. It was you know the best ride of my life for sure through just everything that I was able to do. So. I enjoyed every bit of it, and just I've gotten a lot better as well, just like handling pressure in contests, I think, and just enjoying the process. And you know, it, it, it is quite enjoyable every time I get to go out and ride. So the pressure's there, but we all have such a good time that I think it kind of washes it out a little bit. Do you mentally already start preparing your goals for 2019? Like at this point, sure. are you are you already do you already have an idea of what? you're gonna do and what your plan is for 2019 yeah definitely definitely i mean the calendar's starting to fill up already for all the competitions and then as well as what i want to do you know media wise and visually wise like you know it's all starting to fall into line and then just got to start executing it here and probably you know i've I've already started riding boat just getting ready for moomba masters and stuff again in march so pretty much the party's begun one of the biggest accomplishments that you guys um, and by you guys, I'm talking about you and your good pal Taylor Hanley. Yes, sir. Um, uh, put together this last year was your 2018 Real Wake part. This was your second year doing the X Games uh, Real Wake video. Um, 2017, you got a late invite, and we'll talk about that. Uh, but 2018, you got invited from the get-go, uh, from the beginning, right? You mm-hmm. were you were Correct. all set to be a part of this thing, so you got a a full opportunity to put together um, an insane section, and uh, it, it paid off, man. Uh, let's talk a little bit about Real Wake, what it is, what it means to be in Real Wake as far as like being a rider, mm-hmm. because there's only a few of you guys that Definitely. get that opportunity every year, and then maybe a little bit about Taylor. So Real Wake is a video project. You have a time limit of two and a half to three months to go out and film what you, you know, what you consider your best wakeboarding piece that you've ever done. And, you know, as well as this is, you know, we're promoting wakeboarding on the biggest platform ever, which is X Games. And so it's a time for you to really show the world what you think wakeboarding is and, you know, how it's how it's portrayed, right? And so this video piece that you go, up, go out and film is cut up into a 90-second piece that is ultimately compared against uh, six other athletes that have the same amount of time to go out and complete this 90-second piece. It's and who ultimate. are these six athletes, and how are they picked? Um, so I think that they're picked, you know, based on the skill level and kind of the you know the outlook that they have on wakeboarding. So for this year, it was Felix Georgie, who was the defending gold medalist from 2017. Um, Daniel Grant, who was also a real wake entrance in 2015. So I think they were coming back to kind of give him another shot. And as well, just keeping, you know, wakeboarding is on an international playing field all the time. So we have this diversity of, you know, having Daniel from Thailand, Felix from Germany, Dylan Miller um, was a new entry this year from Canada. And I think a reason that he was picked is because he's so well-rounded, you know, at the same time, he can ride cable. He's been pushing winch riding for so long now and then just always been on the boat. I think that's where his roots kind of stem from. So, you know, we have... Felix, Daniel, Dylan, and then Steel Lafferty. He's a Mastercraft rider, so um, he's been in it for the past couple of years. So he was also, you know, earned an entry. And then um, my roommate, Tyler Hyam, uh, he was invited as well, kind of 
via Mastercraft. Um, and so, yeah, so that was, and you know, Ty has just been on the up and coming for a long time now, but this was like a time for him to shine. And he also came out of nowhere with all these winch hits and stuff that, you know, before we started filming, I was like, I know Tyler has never winched before. Like, I know that for a fact. And when I saw his piece and everything that he he did, it was, I was so impressed by the way he was able to adapt and just crush it. And then myself was, was the, was the sixth entrance. So very cool. And, uh, you know, t- obviously in 2017, you were asked what, like four weeks before the part was due, something like that. Yeah, it was, yeah, it was almost, I think it may have been, um, you know, maybe a month and a week or so, but I had already like, you know, by the time they asked me, I had a flight booked to Michigan to do clinics for a week. And then as soon as I got back, I got on a flight to Germany to do uh, Munich MASH in 2017. So pretty much like, I think they gave me, you know, a month and a week and I had already had two of those weeks booked up. So it pretty much came down to, you know, two weeks of filming or maybe two to three weeks of filming. And then a couple of days for um, my filmer, Zach Schaefer, to edit it, you know, and I didn't even get to pick Zach either. He never even met me. I never right. met him. We just, okay, we're doing this, and we did it. <laughs> so 2017, the cards were definitely stacked against you. Yeah, I would agree. How did you feel about your, your 2017 part, though, at the um, end? At the end of it, I think I was still really thrilled about what I was able to put together. We hustled so hard for every shot. And, I mean, some of the shots in there as well, it was like, you know, we were at this, you know, we knew we had, okay, if you don't get the shot today, you're not getting it at all. And so the one shot in there, you know, it was like, I got a test test hit at the rail, and then I hit it and, like, kind of did a trick out of it, and then we got kicked out, and we knew that we couldn't come back, but it was like, oh, that was, that was good enough, like, we'll put it in there for sure. Like, so it was kind of, you know, I was really pleased with what I was able to put together in that short amount of time, but the quality wasn't really up to par of what I what it could have been. Compared to what we actually saw in the video, how much more was there? Um, there really wasn't a whole lot, you know, because we were we weren't trying to waste any time. We had our spots handpicked, well, mostly handpicked before we started filming, along with I had a trick list written down of everything I wanted to do, um, you know, on the winch and then behind the boat. So it pretty much came down to just finding the spots that complemented the tricks I wanted to do best. And when we did that, you know, as soon as I rolled up, I had this goal in mind for the for the spot that we were hitting, and then it kind of just came down to Taylor to line up the shot and let his creative aspect flow, and then it just kind of came together at the end, I guess. But there was not, so much time put into it. What was the gnarliest, most progressive thing that happened in that in the whole entire Real Wake project, 2018? Man, that's a big one for sure, because you know. I had some stuff in there that was just, like, horrifying. <laughs> like, if it would have gone wrong. And, well, like, I saw that anyway. one where that one PVC pipe broke on you. Yeah, that could have been... Sure, sure, yeah. Like, you know, if I would have fallen on the inside, that would have been just horrible. And then, um, you know, Tyler, he just had some really insane winch spots. And, you know, even the bow tricks that he was putting down were incredibly risky. And Felix, his part was all winch this year as well. And... Um, you know, he was dabbling with like some closeout features and just really getting some pretty tech as well on some stuff. And then Dylan had this crazy, like he did this 270 to the top. I don't know if you remember it, but it was almost kind of like this. It was like a framing of a house. Yeah. Kind of like a triangle bird cage is what he was calling it. And 
honestly, that might, that might have been like when I saw that, I was so impressed that Dylan went for that trick and just the way that he tackled that spot looked so hairy and it's all different when you're there and you're seeing in person but i'd say that like dylan's 270 to the top of that bird cage thing was just unreal so keep your eyes out and go watch that yeah i would agree i would agree (laughs) hey hey we'll be back with more from gunther oka here but first a word from our sponsor sea deck marine products SeaDeck is the industry leader in innovative flooring solutions, supplying the best boat builders in the world with comfortable, durable, non-skid flooring systems. SeaDeck is available in a variety of sizes, thicknesses, and colors, and they have a worldwide network of certified installers ready to help you design the custom kit of your dreams. Now, you can even try before you buy. Just check out www.cdeck.com to order your very own free sample kit, complete with a huge variety of flooring solutions. That's S-E-A-D-E-K.com for durability, comfort, and incredible look and feel. Your boat deserves SeaDeck. Our sport is all about family for the most part yeah sure. i wouldn't necessarily look at winching and say that winching is a family toad water sport thing to do definitely but not. leave it to an oka <laughs> to to make it uh family oriented i see where you're going uh, I, i'm I, i'm always so blown away by the support you have by your folks and in 2000 and every year i've ever seen you your parents have been at probably 90 percent of they're wake uh, fans. They're, they're, they're not just Gunther fans. They're fans of the sport. They're fans of wakeboarding, water skiing, and everything in general. Um, what was so cool in 2018 was that I gave your dad an invite to feed on fire. Oh, barefoot. yeah, for sure. And, I forgot about this, actually. And your dad's like, I want to do it. You're like, I want my dad to do it. But there's one thing. Your dad was on the real wake crew. He was, yeah. He was he was posted up as winch driver, uh, for like yeah, for pretty much the whole entire thing. My mom was there as well. Like she she was kind of flying in and out, um, a bit. But yeah, so that was actually a super funny story because I so we were we were staying in Tampa at one of my my aunt's place down there. Um, so it was my dad and Taylor and I, and we had this spot that we had scoped out the day before. And we're like, all right, we got to get there and get this shot because we got to get back to Orlando. We have feet on fire at like one o'clock or something. And, and you know, I, I, my dad was trying to get to it. And he's like, oh, the whole time he's like, you know, I don't want to rush you. Like, you know, take your time. Like, this is your thing. But I was like, I was even like, okay, no, I'm going to get this shot. And then we're going to get out of here so you can go to feet on fire. So we got up super early, got to the spot at like sunrise, set it up. I was able to knock it out like fairly quickly. And we just hightailed it back to Orlando and, Selfishly, I wanted you guys there so bad, but it's crazy because there's so much going through my mind on day of an event that I'm organizing, and still, I'm like thinking to myself, I really don't want to screw Gunther up. I I didn't want to screw your part up. Like I was like, man, I hope that this isn't putting some sort of extra stress on these guys to get here and everything like because I was sort of stressed out because I wanted to fill that 30 second spot up or whatever. But but yeah, that was good. And then your your dad, his performance, man, your dad is what is he like? Like thirty five, he's ripped, dude. Good I God, I think he's pushing sixty. Your dad has got uh, more abs 
than like Harley Clifford and Tony Iaconi and he, you put he, together. You give them a run for their money for sure. It's pretty impressive. Yeah. And and got high standards to live up to. The performance he put down at Feet on Fire was was pretty impressive. Yeah, it was rad because I think you know that was still fairly early on in like you know what was that in June May. maybe or May May okay yeah sure so I don't even think he had gotten a, his first barefoot set in back in Ohio yet so he was going just cold turkey and you made uh, he was also put up against Jake so you know Jake uh, was a rookie there Jake Pilot, on yeah. Fire. yeah and so rookie barefoot or only barefoot rookie like five barefoot, times for sure for sure so my dad made it past the first round beating out Jake but then ultimately got taken down by uh by Zane Schwank I think yeah in the Zane. second round but he went on to like go toe-to-toe with JD I think so it was, yeah you know, Zane and it was, J- yep exactly it was it was a you know fair reason to lose to that person and the last bit at feet on fire so I had to go in barefoot, and I saw you standing there. I was like, Gunther, please announce, take the microphone. And I actually went back through some of the video. I'm kind of bummed about this. I didn't get to announce Ron Scarpa's return. I know, and I did, and it was insane. Because you handed me the mic, and you're like, yeah, you got to announce for Ron Scarpa. And I was like, you want me to announce for Ron Scarpa, like, right now? Like, yeah, yeah, I got to go. And I was like, oh. Well, here we go, and so, that was pretty cool, actually. I was really excited about that. So Ron Scarpa opens up Feet on Fire with a lap. I mean, this is history. Ron probably oh, hasn't yeah. performed in front of people or skied in front of people in a decade plus, and he comes out to Feet, and, feet on Fire. He does two laps around the lake. You're announcing. That's that's a pretty good accomplishment, I'll, I'll, I'll say, as I was one for the books, without a <laughs> doubt. Yeah, that was good stuff. Unbelievable. Uh Formats film, formats mm-hmm. wakeboard film. What's the official name? Formats film. For, formats film. Formats film. Mm-hmm. Um, another another huge accomplishment that we kind of brushed over from 2018. Uh, another um, uh, media project in the world of wake, which featured uh, just a small group, a handful of the top riders uh, progressing the sport on the winch side, which is, again is so it. it blows my mind to see what you're doing here Gunther you're you're pushing it so hard and bringing so much attention to the cable what you're doing behind the boat is so impressive and the attention that you bring to that but also being able to put these same efforts behind winching Mm -hmm. as well because formats is one of like only what two or three films that is basically like 99% winching yeah well you know it's like we you know the the selection of riders that was picked was actually it was kind of cool though because all of us you know we we all there was four of us or sorry there was five of us so I'll just give you the list it was uh, Rafterome, Felix Georgie, Nick Dorsey from Canada, Dylan Miller, and then uh, myself. So you know the four of us are pretty well oriented in actually like the all aspects of wakeboarding, but this and then you know Felix is pretty much strictly cable and winch. But this movie specifically was out to push the boundaries of winching for sure. And as well, though, include some kind of new creative boat riding and new aspects of cable riding as well. But I think something that was pretty noteworthy for it was the winching stuff. So I've I've talked to Raph about it a little bit on the podcast here in the past, but I want to kind of get what your thoughts are, how the video was received by people. You know, I think it was I think it was really well received from the core audience that was able to watch it and stuff. You know, I think that I think that it went over incredibly well with everybody. They were just pretty jaw dropped by it, and you know, it was something. It, it had been a while since a full length had come out, and especially in the quality fashion that we did it in, and you know, it was definitely on the like on a very core aspect of side of things. Like, you know, it was just if you like, I'm I'm trying to um, you know, 
it was a very different style of wakeboarding that we were promoting to people. But I think that a lot of people, you know, from outside sports would hopefully be able to watch that and recognize it. But yeah, I mean, I was so happy with the way that Taylor put everything together and just the shots that we were able to get. And, you know, I still love going back and watching it. It's like my favorite movie ever. In 2018, something else that happened was your signature hair that I think so many people kind of got used to knowing you by. Uh, you you lost it, man. Chopped it off. Yes, Talk sir. about that. Um, Yeah, I mean, I had been growing my hair out for so long, almost as like a rebellious move. Like uh, when I was younger and like in school and stuff, they had us only be able to have like hair to our shoulders. So when I like graduated from middle school, I was like, I'm growing my hair out as long as I can because you all told me I couldn't do it that way. So like I just started growing my hair out for so long and just kind of became a part of me and something I really liked and thought it was like so cool. Um, and then really almost like a year ago was when Mr. Brad, Brad Smela hit me up and said, Hey man, like try to hold on to your hair. Like I, some other wakeboarders started to cut it, but I want to try to do this fundraiser or like, you know, raise awareness for spinal cord injury um, for this little, you know, challenge through social media called the keeper cut challenge. Um, and but really though, you know, he brought that up to me almost a you know a whole year ago, and I just kind of kept waiting and just kept growing my hair out and just kept waiting and waiting to the point where my hair was like so long. And then finally, um, like at this surf expo, he announced that you know we're all gonna you know we're we're gonna do this project and stuff. So as soon as it was announced, I went for it. I said it was time to time to chop it. And so people on Instagram actually got to vote. They did. So what were what were your numbers? My numbers were skewed so hard for me to cut it. And you know, I kind of in my video that I made for that, you know, I was kind of like, you know, I think it could be time to cut my hair, like, but let me know what you think. And it was it was it was Full time on. to chop it for sure. Yeah. What about that? What about that Jimmy LaRich guy? I heard he Yeah, <laughs> for sure. Well, like Tony Iconi, those boys they the voting went up, I guess, you know, for them to cut it and I, I voted that, I voted cut I voted cut everybody. Yeah, for me too, but then I think, you know, I think the numbers didn't lie though that a lot of people wanted them to cut, keep their hair, so they so I think they ended up keeping it. And then they donated it, which was awesome. You know, they donated some money to Brad's um, sure. fundraiser, which was great, which was greater than to do. But I was a little bummed that more people didn't get their hair cut because, you know, that's, it's exciting that way. I that's wanted a, to see a bald Lurich. Yeah. That's oh, my gosh. Can you even imagine that? A bald Jimmy? Well, I remember him back when he was a kid, so he okay, used to have. Yeah. yeah. But here's the deal. You probably don't remember this, but in 2008 at Wakeboard Nationals, I actually did this thing where I was like, it, it was in Wisconsin. Yeah. It was like a bunch of years after one of my friends had passed away from leukemias, I did this thing. I was like, all right, if we raise five grand, I'll shave my head bald. And I had, you know, long hair like you did at the time. And all of a sudden the money starts coming in. And I'm like, hey, if we raise 10 grand, I'll shave off my eyebrows. (laughs) No way. So Sean Dishman goes to all top 20 riders on tour that year. This is 2008. He goes, hey, I need $200 from each of you guys. Then Rusty threw in like a thousand. Phil Sovin threw in a thousand. These guys are walking up and going, you're losing your eyebrows. And, oh no! Yeah, sure as heck. <laughs> what did you do? <laughs> Sunday of uh, of of nationals, I get a f- another phone call from a buddy of mine who was uh, playing for the Red Wings at the time, and he was like, "Hey, dude, I've got a buddy there with a check. No matter what, you're losing your hair and your eyebrows today because I'm going to cover whatever." Phil, Rusty, all these guys saying the same exact thing. I mean, I think we brought in like eleven or twelve k no in like four days. No oh, yeah. way! 
So you oh, shaved your eyebrows. Yeah, I shaved my eyebrows, but like what I'm getting at is that so many of those boys, your Adam Arrington's, your Jimmy LaRiches, I mean, all of these guys were 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 just gunning at me to to lose it all. Just, you so know? it was like almost payback time for oh, you. Yeah, like, yeah. all right, I gotta get him back. That's Wait, what but I how was it living without your eyebrows? It only took like a month or two. You know, not a big deal. <laughs> Only a month or two. I wore my, I, I would just wear my hat like super low, super low. Super low <laughs> oh, you should have got to just, you know, get a Sharpie marker just paint them back on you. Yeah, I've seen it. Hey, yeah, plenty yeah, of girls here in Orlando, yeah, right? That's all time though. That's cool. Speaking of all time, earlier in uh, the, well, last year, um, must have been August, mm -hmm. we had the opportunity to head out to Radar Lake, which oh, is yeah. which is something that a lot of people don't think people get the opportunity to do if unless they're affiliated with Ronix or Kinda Radar. Like VI, VIP access a little bit. But, but you were there. I was there. You were fanning out. Yeah. Your parents were there. They were fanning out. Sure. And then best part about it, you actually got to ride out there, but... You didn't wait. You got to ride, or was I guess, it your yeah, dad? Yeah, both of us. Yeah, we went and did the two ball challenge. Yeah, uh, out there at radar and little slalom skiing. Yep, yep. And I mean, for how much I've seen that lake, you know, just be uh, an influence for wakeboarding and stuff through, you know, I guess it was like the, maybe the parks documentary and Defy. Like, there's been so much crazy stuff, and you know, even counterfeit so, this. And, yeah, sure. I mean, yeah, this is talking new school stuff. There's been so much stuff that's happened out there in the past. Um, but to actually just like, even on a slalom ski, I was so stoked to just go like rip some buoys on a slalom ski out there and just take it all in. It was pretty magical. It doesn't matter what brand you ride for. That place oh, is just pretty special, absolutely. right? Absolutely. Absolutely. There's not, nothing quite like it. Um, Gunther, a lot of people will say that you are arguably the best rider in the world right now. And your credentials kind of say that. Sure. World champion, um, on cable, uh, pretty high up there on boat um where's the boat sponsor brother <laughs> i know we talked about this we talked about question this two mark. years ago we did indeed question mark question mark calling uh <laughs> calling any boats i mean are you i don't in, know are you in talks what's what's going on are you being patient what are you doing here um i guess at this point you know i've had a couple offers roll through the door um but not ones that i was completely happy with and just ones that, you know, at this point, I feel like I've done really well in my career by, well, I've had a lot of amazing opportunities fall in my lap, you know, like, um, you've also made a lot of opportunities for, for sure, for sure. But, you know, like, you know, you know, O'Neill was like such a blessing that I, that I received and, um, that, that one kind of happened very organically, but then, you know, like joining Red Bull and stuff. I was very patient with how that all transpired, and then even just working my way up the ranks with Liquid Force, you know, I rode on them at, like, a, a regional kind of deal for a while until, you know, I proved myself a bit, and they approached me, and now, you know, I have two pro models, two pro model boards and a boot with them, but I definitely am waiting for the right deal and brand to come along, because I think that there's a lot of brands in the boat industry that do an amazing job of representing water sports in the way that they, the fashion that they do it fits the way I want to, you know, help market them and be marketed as well. And I just haven't really found that yet, but you know, the, the door is wide open, I guess. And, uh, I, I'm going to, I'm going to wait for the right one to roll through though, for sure. All right, Gunther. So kind of to close things off here as, uh, as we've been chatting for, for quite a while, but some good stuff, man. Really great stuff. Absolutely. Um, I want to talk about 
the sacrifices maybe that that you've had to make because you're still a young dude and obviously this is the this is the time to do it but you're putting in hours into your craft into your job that top level executives are are putting into um you know into into their work and I don't know if if um the fruits are yielding um enough to to make the labor worth it or not um but like basically what I want to know is like with you doing so much with the traveling with the um you know the competing with the clinics um with everything that you do for your sponsors your fans uh, your family. I mean, it, I don't know where the heck you're finding um, any time, but you know, as you move forward into your career, and I feel like you have a, a whole heck of a, a of a long career ahead of you. Um, you know, what's your what's your kind of strategy to stay level? Yeah, you know, these past three years, like you know, kind of what we recapped on, like what's brought me so much success has been based around just like having fun everywhere that I go like I think I like I feel like I can't stress that enough is that you know the reason I started wakeboarding the reason I continue to wakeboard and be a part of this community is because it's so much fun and like we have such a good time but I've definitely learned that it's only fun for so long before you start to have like real requirements or the pressure from sponsors or you know whatever you know traveling so much you're absolutely right and I think I kind of found myself in a in an interesting place this off season, you know, after everything's been all said and done and I kind of looked back on it, it was just like, okay, where do I go from here and how do I keep myself excited to go on from here, you know? like I mean, you've, you know. you've basically almost done it all. Right, right. So it's like kind of a weird, you know, it's a weird thing to be thinking. Like you said, I'm only 20, but it's like, where do I go from here? But, you know, I can remember so many different times where you know I've gone on the boat with someone and teach them their first invert or teach them to get up for the first time and seeing their stoke factor and that just excitement that comes to them is so refreshing and kind of I think will really help me continue to push through like these next years of just progressing my riding for the sake of you know growing the sport and then just getting out on the water with people and letting them see the enjoyment that we all that we all gain from it. But then something you know, I kind of mentioned earlier as well is like surfing and snowboarding and just doing board sports that are so relatable but non-competitive and just for the fun of it has kind of been like a lifesaver and just been a good way to escape but still do what I love the most and just stand sideways. So it's going to be a long ride for sure. I got a lot ahead of me, but I'm looking forward to it. You know, five years ago, you're just like some kid in – Cincinnati, Ohio, just going to school and love writing, and I'm sure you're reading the magazines and watching oh, yeah. the videos and stuff and aspiring. Um, I'm I'm guessing you never guessed that it would come this far. Not to the level that where I've where I've came to so far. Yeah, never never would have thought that. So now you go to the, all these contests and you see these kids mm-hmm. who were you yes. five years ago. Without a doubt. What do you what do you tell these kids? To just have fun. That's all you can do. You can't, you know, you can't decide when you're going to get sponsored or when you're going to learn that next trick, but you can make sure that you have fun every single step that you take, and hopefully that means something more than, like, learning crazy tricks or whatever it is. Like, I have people come up to me all the time, and they're like, oh, dude, I love wakeboarding. I'm I'm just not very good at it. I'm like, I don't care if you're good or bad at it. Do you have a fun time while you do it? Yeah, yeah, I love it. 
me too like that's why we do it because it's so fun like there's a good little thrill you get out of it and yeah you can't really take that away from anybody and what about the people who do it just for the sponsors okay well yeah we'll leave them out of the question (laughs) (laughs) plead the fifth on this one (laughs) well i mean you gotta like you you gotta say something to some of those kids you know that come to a contest and you know like already they're you know 12 years old and they're they're saying they're sponsored and this and that and everything and it, it in a way you know if you have that much already at that age or if you think you have that much already i, I don't know it doesn't really give you that much to no uh, strive i th- for you know what for. i think i think you're absolutely right Dana. that's a very good point to be made because there's especially some parents out there now who are just like bringing their you know they're they're running kids social media for them when they're only you know 12 years old and saying that they're sponsored by this company when they get a free sticker from them and it's like you know, by all these people doing it, they're actually, like, drowning out what it truly means to be, like, a professional and, like, sponsored athlete in any sport, really. They're they're kind of um, really, you know, diluting that whole concept. So I, I really think, you know, maybe this is a PSIA you know, message to, uh, you know, all parents and stuff out there, just, you know, even younger kids. It's just enjoy the process and having fun with it and, you know, when you enjoy it so much and you, you know, perfect your craft over a long time, good things will come to you. It just ends up being patient and, you know, working it the right way. But I think that the best way to almost, like, ruin it or overdo it is just by, you know, ah, being too intense about it or too serious because we're wakeboarding. and you can't get too serious about it. No doubt. All right, brother, here we go. Two closers. You ready? The question that everybody's been waiting for, everybody wants the answer to. When will Gunther Oka start wake skating? <laughs> oh my gosh, I was like the suspense. You just yeah, no, I, I'm joking. But I actually, seriously. I love no, I love wake skating. You mean like at the boat comps and stuff? Yeah, I mean, you know, I don't know. I, you know, you're absolutely right because actually, I considered wake skating at Cable Worlds and stuff. I've been wake skating a ton like leading up to that just to switch it up because I still think that wake skating is so fun. It's so incredibly difficult and like an insane way to challenge yourself, but. Yeah, I mean, Tony, I was out in Crocs at Worlds this year, so I I imagine, you know, we could go toe-to-toe next year in the wake skate division, see what happens. <laughs> that's right, that's right. All right, and uh, to close it all off here, when you're in Orlando and it's cold out and you're not wakeboarding, you're taking a little bit of a break, but you're still in town, top three places to spend a little bit of time. The beach, for sure. Um. Oh man. So top three places in Orlando to to spend time. Yeah, or you know, in the area. In the area. MCO Airport. <laughs> I spend a lot of time there. The beach. Um. I don't know. Some of the there's like some really nice local restaurants around here, and that are especially. What's, like what's been your go-to? Area. Um. We've been at like the gnarly barley quite a bit, and then there's even this is maybe like a little bit more high end, but like we got like Dragonfly, that uh, little sushi place down on over by my old neck yeah, of the woods. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Yeah. Um, we found some good grub there, and then even actually out, so by Claremont, is it Winter Garden? Yeah. Yeah, out in Winter Garden, we've been venturing out there a little bit. We just had like a Red Bull meeting out there, and um. Like, Maggie and I, we went and did, like, a little bike ride from Claremont, like, into Winter Garden, and that's a really sick little town, so we might have to start venturing out there more, because it does get a little stagnant in Orlando the whole time. Yeah. I don't do a whole well, I've been, I've been trying to push you to come check out my lake I know. over Lake yeah, Sawyer. It's I a, know. Even though I'm talking about it on the podcast here, but it's a real hidden gem. I believe that. So, I believe that. So come scope it out. We were supposed to record at the. We uh, were supposed to. I pulled, I pulled a quick today. one on you. I apologize for that. I don't <laughs> mind. I'll. You know what? I'll take the uh, the Tunisian RV studios. I think the any sound day. in here has been amazing. Yeah, it's pretty good. Yeah. it's crazy. This is like 
the third or fourth podcast that I've recorded oh, at you've Corey's done? house. No way. Not oh, even oh, RV, okay, okay. At here Corey's at Corey's house. house. Yeah. We got a household full of wakeboarders here, that's for sure. That's it. All right, Gunther, before we go, I know that uh, that you've added since the last time I let you do this. So sure. some thank yous, your sponsors, uh, anybody who helps support you, and then I'll let you give your social media, and then we will get this show on the road. Sweet. Yeah, I mean, just cannot thank you know my main sponsors, Liquid Force Wakeboards, O'Neill USA, the wetsuits and vests that they're providing now are <clears throat> unbelievable. And then Red Bull, of course, been doing so much for us just as athletes and humans and helping us push our personal beings. Um, <clears throat> Taylor Hanley for just making a lot of my career possible. He's filmed so many different videos for me and done so much. And then Megan, my, my lovely lady girlfriend, that uh, we've had a lot of fun traveling the world together. And then, of course, Mom and Dad for their just... Un, you know, undeniable continuing support and you know viewers like you and obviously Dan of the Mano for making this happen. You all right and uh, social media so people can follow you on MySpace. MySpace for sure, Club Penguin. Here we go. No, it's just uh, Gunther Oka. G U. There's an E in there. G U E N T H E R Oka. That's Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. I don't really use Twitter though, so mostly Instagram. There it is, Gunther. Dude, thank you Sweet. so much for doing this, man. Dano, thank you. It's been a pleasure. There it is. That's it. I That's all, it. folks. He is the three-time, three-time, three-time WWA overall Wake Park world champion, the one and only Gunther Oka. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> How long were you waiting for that? I was ready for it. I love it. Thank Gunther. you, Dano. Appreciate it. <laughs> Thank you, brother. Peace. Oop. Looking for a new boat as well as quality customer service? WSIA's Dealer of the Year, Boulder Boats, carries a full stock of Malibu and Axis boats. When you're ready to invest in a new or already loved boat or pontoon, their friendly and knowledgeable staff is prepared to make sure your experience is nothing short of outstanding. They currently have locations in Cali, Arizona, and Nevada, but Boulder Boats is ready to ship worldwide. Whether you're looking for pleasure or performance boats, they have something for all price ranges. But forget about the price because it's the customer service and the family atmosphere that keeps lovers of the lake life buzzing on Boulder Boats' ultimate experience. So go ahead and like Boulder Boats on Facebook and be sure to check out boulderboats.com for a full list of locations, inventory, and events. As the season approaches, the Golden Mike Podcast wants to remind all our listeners to please wake responsibly. Every time you're on the water, remember you're not alone. Be mindful of other boaters and most importantly, homeowners. Practicing and educating others to minimize repetitive passes. Keep music at reasonable levels and stay a safe 200 feet away from shorelines and docks ensures you'll be doing your part. Head over to wakeresponsibly.com to fill out the Wake Responsibly Compliance Exam and see if you know how to wake responsibly. While you're there, be sure to also take the pledge and remember you're responsible for your own wake. The Golden Mike Podcast is back with the noise of the north. Dano the Mano, presented by Sea Deck Marine Products. It's always awesome talking to Gunther Oka. He's so young, but he's already so accomplished. He's so much in the sport. I'm totally stoked to see where his career will take him next. If you guys can't get enough, I'd suggest you check out episode 59 of the Golden Mike Podcast. 
you can hear a young 18-year-old Gunther talk about his unprecedented rise through the ranks and what he wanted to accomplish next in his career. And then you can come back and listen to this episode, 114, nearly like 40 or 50 episodes later, and hear how far he's come in just two years. It's crazy. As for what I will be accomplishing next, I'll be heading to Steamboat Springs, Colorado at the end of the month for the WSIA Summit in the Snow. As most of you know, last year I was beyond humble to receive the Larry Medoc Award, and this year I get to pay it forward by presenting the honor to this year's winner. After that, I'll be heading to my old stomping grounds, the Wisconsin Think Tank Show Ski Convention. That's in early March. I'll, of course, be there promoting the Twin Lakes Corn Fest happening August 16th and 17th in Twin Lakes, Wisconsin. Plus, I'll be recording a live episode of the Golden Mike podcast Saturday evening. And then on Sunday, March 3rd, myself, the King of Pop, Jared Meyer, will be conducting a live actual tank on trick skiing and wake sports in general. So if you guys are out there, be sure to check it out. I'm excited to catch up with Tony Claridge. He's got some big news. He'll be announcing that on my podcast along with the Wisconsin Water Ski Federation President Chris Copeland and the show directors of Team USA, Dave Raisin and Matt Heilman. So I'm going to have those guys on. Anyways, guys, event dates are going to be coming soon. I am talking with a lot of people, a lot of big things coming up for this year. And I hope to see you all out on the road. Thank you all for listening and an enormous thank you to the sponsors of this podcast for their continued support. Thanks to SeaDeck Marine Products, Boulder Boats, WSIA, Roswell Marine, O'Brien, Lead Wake, Conley, Ronix, Hyperlight, and GoPuck. Behind the scenes, a special thanks to Jenna Carruth on the web, Arthur Shabby Shab, and Jane Levy in the office, and Richie Rich Walsh on the ones and twos. That's it. That's all for me, folks. I appreciate y'all for tuning in and listening. As always, I am the noise of the north. I'm Dan Lamano, and you can hear me next time once again on the Golden Mike Podcast.